Life is full of questions, and often the answers are difficult. Stephen Baker seeks to answer various questions about life and faith using the Bible as his only source. Join in each week as Stephen tackles the challenge of life questions. Here's Stephen. I want to talk to you today about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Historians tell us that Jesus died, that he was crucified, but what are the claim that he rose again? Do you think that's really believable? You know, the Bible makes it very clear that Jesus rose from the dead. You may not accept that as a fact. The Bible talks about an empty tomb. The Bible tells us about women who came to his tomb to anoint his body, fully expecting him to be there, but they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. The body was gone. The Bible tells us about an angel speaking to Mary and saying, he he is risen, he is not here. Mary then went and she made this declaration, they have taken away my Lord. The tomb was empty and the soldiers who were assigned with the duty of guarding the tomb were told to come up with a story. It's pretty ironic that the men who'd been placed at the tomb by the enemies of Christ to prevent rumours of a resurrection were actually amongst the earliest witnesses of the reality of the resurrection. The tomb was empty and... They were declaring the fact that the disciples came along and stole the body. Now, if that's the case, how did they know? The story goes, you see, in the biblical record, that they were asleep. Now, if they were asleep, how did they see that the body had been stolen? How were they able to attest to that fact? And if they were aware that it was stolen, then they were uh, in big, big trouble. One of the significant evidences of the resurrection is the grave clothes. That's actually what convinced the disciple John when he came to the grave of Jesus and he saw, he entered in and he saw the clothes lying there where his head was and where his body was. The clothes had not been unwound. The napkin that would have been on his head was in the right place. The body had come through them without any disturbance at all. The grave clothes are a great evidence. There's also the large number of people who saw Jesus risen from the dead, over 500. In fact, it says that in the time when Paul wrote, you could ask them for yourself. In other words, what he was saying was that you could go and check the facts for yourself. There is this fact that needs to be remembered, that the empty tomb and the risen Christ was preached by the early Christian preachers, the apostles, and it was never denied by anybody who heard them. And they were talking to people who'd been at Jerusalem at that time. John Stott, a famous writer from a Church of England background, he said this in his book, Basic Christianity, the authority silence is as eloquent a proof of the resurrection as the apostles witness, the fact they said nothing. Another reason that Christians are pretty convinced is the change in behaviour of the disciples. They were terrified. They'd locked themselves in an upper room. They were scared stiff. But after Jesus rose from the dead, they were emboldened to preach. And in fact, they gave their lives for something that if it wasn't true, was a real waste of their time because they didn't achieve anything by giving their lives. Their lives were changed. They were transformed by the fact that they had met the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Here are six strong arguments to support the resurrection. The Bible declares the tomb was empty. Those at the tomb testified that it was empty, whether that be the soldiers, whether it be the women, whether it be the disciples, as in the men. Number three, the linen clothes indicated that resurrection had taken place. Number four, many, many saw Jesus alive from the dead. Number five, it was preached publicly and there was no denial. And number five, lives were radically transformed. Basically, there's no alternative theory to the resurrection. You know, people say the tomb wasn't empty. 
but it was in a garden, it was a private tomb, and if the explanation is accepted, it would mean that not only was Mary at the wrong tomb, so were Peter, so were John, so was the angel, and so were the soldiers. Too many people made a mistake. Some say the disciples removed the body. Well, that really doesn't stack up because the soldiers were told to say his disciples came by night and stole him away. But if they were sleeping, as I said earlier, how could they say the disciples were responsible? And, you know, if they were sleeping, how did they remain sleeping when that massive heavy stone was removed? And more fundamentally, why did the disciples remove the body when they didn't expect Jesus to rise from the dead? Why was the body never produced? You know, there would be clear evidence if they found the body. As I finish, let me just remind you of the people who set out to prove the resurrection wrong and became convinced that it was right. Gilbert West, uh, who was lived in the 18th century, they decided to disprove Christianity. And at the end of the day, they carried out the research and they came to be convinced that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. The other one was about the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. Frank Morrison, read his book, Who Moved the Stone? Josh McDowell, Lee Strobel, the list goes on. Two pieces of evidence over these recent recordings Stack up to establish why I'm a Christian. We're going to go on to other weeks when we talk about other reasons. But two reasons, the reliability of the Bible and the reliability of the resurrection. But I want to tell what that will do for you. Because if Jesus is the Son of God and he died for sin and he rose from the dead, it demands a response from you and he offers you forgiveness for wrong and salvation for eternity and refusal leaves you exposed to God's judgment for sin and at eternity facing God's judgment. I trust you'll make the right choice. Thanks again for listening. You're listening to Life Questions by Stephen Baker, an honest attempt to answer life's toughest questions using the Bible. Located in Liverpool, England, Stephen is active in spreading the word of God through social media, blogging, radio broadcasts, and podcasts.